When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, Notre Dame fans? It's Mike Singer, recruiting guy and YouTube guy over at BlueAndGold.com with our football guy, Tim Hyde. Tim, how you doing, man? We're recording a little bit early today, so I uh, hope, hope that's good for, for the for the wife and the kids, man. But uh, how it's are all, you, man? Oh, all's, all's good. I'm excited. It's uh, one day closer to... Uh... To real football here in a couple months, so I'm uh, I'm really excited that spring's closing out. We're gonna have a fun time on Saturday, and uh, we start getting ready for the real season. Fine, finally, finally. Yep. Tim and I will do a post game live show, um, ten minutes or so after the uh, the stream on Peacock is done. And um, for those wondering, where's Mike Goolsby? Where's Mike Goolsby? I, I, he hit him up recently. He wants to do a show, so we'll probably do one. Uh, Monday, I, I think Monday, Sunday would be good, but I'll actually be in South Bend this weekend. So I'll be traveling and don't think I'll be able to do a show. Um, traveling back, um, here in Atlanta. So, um, yeah, we'll have to, uh, uh, be TBD on that, but make sure to, uh, to keep an eye on our YouTube channel for that. Some really good stuff to talk about today. Tim, you mentioned the spring game and finally some real football. There's some news that came out today that kind of makes it a little bit less of an exciting of a spring game. We're going to dive into that um, and uh, um, important things Tim Hyde is looking for in this spring game. We're going to talk some recruiting, some huge recruits on campus this weekend. We'll talk about it all. We'll take your questions, drop a super chat at any point. We'll sound the DJ air horn and get to your question right away. If you're with us live here, appreciate you guys watching back on YouTube um, and listening via podcast. Thumbs up, like, and subscribe, all that good stuff. Leave a nice review if you're listening um, via podcast. So we'll start off with uh, our favorite segments, at least mine. Maybe not some of yours, but it's at least mine. <laughs> Tim, what are you sipping on uh, this evening? You know, it's gonna it's our Wednesday night tradition. Our good friends at Two Tigers, some of the best uh, whiskey out there. Cheers. Made by uh, Notre Dame grads, and uh, they uh, reached out and was like, hey, drink our stuff on the show. Yep, I, have, I have dinner after this, so uh, I was like, maybe I shouldn't be drinking whiskey. So just going with the Topo Chico hard seltzer. Don't uh, knock it till you try it, I guess. I'm trying to cut calories a little bit here, so... Um, so that's on, there's on her. All right, but this is not a commercial for Topo Chico. All right, let's get into the uh, second segment we do every week. The best thing you saw this week since our show um, last Wednesday, I guess, Tim. Like, what, what what's the best thing in the world of Notre Dame athletics that you've seen? Oh, without a doubt, for me, for me, he's followed Notre Dame a long time, and one of you know probably my favorite Notre Dame football player ever, Chris Zorich. Your interview that you did with Chris. I know I texted you, you guys could have talked for two hours and it wasn't enough. I mean, seriously, you guys were going, I'm like, why are you stopping? It is. So I hope you get Chris back on. He, I mean, that guy could talk Notre Dame history, current, you know, you guys, he got into the AD rules, scheduling rules. It was one of the best interviews. If you guys have not seen it, it's on our YouTube page. Go watch it with Mike and Chris last Thursday. And it was, it was excellent. Uh, You know, Chris is awesome. I, yeah, I had the, Great pleasure of meeting him, you know, about a decade ago when I was on campus, I saw him and uh, told him, Hey, I, I, I played like him and he's got a million stories. And uh, it was, just, it was a great, great interview, great interview from an alum. What I liked was his alum part and how Marcus Freeman, I know we've mentioned just briefly a little bit about that in our shows, but he got into the alumni outreach, how it's, it's, it's huge. It's bigger than anyone thinks out there right now. And it's, and I think the more that gets out is going to be great. Uh, Jay Chillen says, agreed. Awesome job. Uh, Mike with Zorich. I, I really wanted to pop up uh, this comments. Look at that nice photo. Uh, uh, Jay Chillen. Oh. <laughs> Look at that Dante Moore there. Uh, that is, uh, that's 
if that uh, if, if Dante Moore ends up committing to Notre Dame as a five star quarterback in the twenty twenty three class, it will be one of the most famous pictures. But if he does not pick Notre Dame, it will be one of the most infamous pictures uh, that Notre Dame fans will um, be stung about. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, it really was Tim a really neat video. I was expecting to talk to him for maybe 10, 12 minutes or so. I think that was around the length of my Rick Meyer interview. So I interviewed Rick and then Chris reached out and said, Hey, watch the video with you and Tim. And and then your interview with Rick was fantastic. I want to be next. And yeah, we ended up chopping it up for 45 minutes. So yeah, if you haven't watched that interview, some really good stuff. Um, thought the feedback on YouTube comments were really good. Um, so yeah, make sure you check that out. My favorite thing I saw this week it just happened last night, Tim, and it was the commitment of Braylon James, four-star wide receiver. He's ranked as right now. He's ranked as the number 107 player nationally, number 19 receiver. I think his stock will go up. See, on three is not as high on him as the national average, um, but uh, I think that's going to change with time. Um, so, uh, Tim, we talked about his commitments in in uh, in a video that we published at. Uh, the time of his commitments. Um, but just, you know, how big of a get is this for Notre Dame? We can touch on this real quick. I mean, just looking at the, you know, Notre Dame rec- receiver recruiting in general. Well, it's great for number one. It uh, it eases Notre Dame Nation out there just a hair. You know, the the you know, people, people are very impatient. They want Freeman to get 25 guys yesterday. And in the, sometimes in recruiting, you got the name, image, likeness, and all these things that are going it's okay to be a little, a little slow, you know, for, you know, allow some of these guys to get out there, create buzz about themselves before they commit and whatnot. But uh, this is big because he's a national guy. I mean, they went into, you know, the great city of Austin, which is big time high school football and, and got one of the top 20 wide receivers. You know, he's probably going to move up. I think the more you watch his film and then there was some, uh, I, I think recently he was at a, you know, a combine event where he's running four fours and, you know, jumping what 30, you know, almost 40 inches on his vert, it, which shows massive, massive, you know, explosiveness and strength. And he's a junior. He hasn't even started his senior year. So I think this is big. I think this is one of the biggest wide receivers they've signed in, in quite some time. When you look at his potential of what it's going to allow the offense to be. One of the biggest receiver prospects committed not quite yeah. signed yet tim yeah. not, uh, signed, not signed yeah see, see that's the thing it's i just am so back and forth on with receiver recruiting is yeah it's been like r- the receiver depth as a whole yeah. has been bad but when you look at it individually you look at who they've signed these past f- and, and got committed here in james case they have some really good players at Deion colsey and lorenzo styles and tobias merriweather and at the time, Jordan Johnson and Xavier Watts, you know, as those big-time receiver gets. And, heck, even Jay Burnell, Notre Dame, beat out Michigan and UCLA for. And um, so, yeah, it's just kind of interesting. But it's the, the thing is all these uh, transfers out have, have hurt the program. But, I mean, in, in talking to some, um, you know, uh, people close to the football program and um, – the, 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 how people are raving about Chancey Stuckey. I mean, the dude is just, I don't know how long he's going to be at Notre Dame. Um, but, uh, you know, just, I think he's a rising star. You know, I think he might be here for, you know, two or three years, but, you know, he's, uh, he's going to make a lot of money in, in his coaching career because he's really good at what he does. Oh, yes. I mean, we talked about that, you know, on, on his commitment, how, I mean, you know it better than anyone, Mike. He would not be, you know, committing to coach Freeman, if Stucky wasn't there, he, you know, Notre Dame had offered him, showed a little bit of interest, but you know, he, he wasn't interested in Notre Dame. Stucky comes aboard and he's one of the, what I think the first guy he called was James yeah. from what, you know, the, you know, your reporting talks about. So yeah, coach Stucky went out and got him, you know, you got McCullough went out and got his IU running back, you know, obviously coach, he stands out there recruiting Washington. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a staff that's really, really being active right now on the recruiting front and going after the guys they want. And, you know, spring games this weekend, historically, this is when the commits happen is from the spring game to the 4th of July. So I think we're going to see a lot of waves 
yeah you know notre dame recruiting in winter you notre dame you know you get a handful so uh there's going to be a lot of action coming up here in the next 60 days i think yeah. you're you know aware of tim you you would maybe not on air but you would give me a lot of crap for how i did not bury del alexander as a coach and recruiter um for for those who can't see tim right now he's, he's chuckling um <laughs> and uh I, I you know i just always kind of see the uh the, the glass half full um, and we'd give people the benefit of the doubt to my own fault, apparently. And yeah, he dropped the ball big time on Braylon James. Like, I mean, yeah. when I interviewed Braylon and I talked about this in his commitment videos, like, man, how is he like, how is this just now starting to lean towards Notre Dame? Because uh, I mean, he is a Notre Dame kid. So, and I want to say this, maybe this is unpopular right now, but we can't throw all of the blame onto guys like Brian Kelly and Braylon James for Notre Dame receiver recruiting when Tommy Reese has been the offensive coordinator this whole time. So, but I think Reese has been a lot more active as a recruiter, and Reese was a big reason that Stucky, excuse me, uh, James um, picked Notre Dame, and Reese handpicked uh, Stucky as a receivers coach. A lot of people wanted uh, Shepard from Purdue, and obviously Holman Wiggins from Alabama, uh, and then. Yeah, I think personally, I believe that Wiggins was the first choice, and then you know they went out and, and you know he he got himself a raise and stayed at Alabama, and then it was Stucky. A lot of people wanted Notre Dame fans, I should say, wanted um, Shepard over Stucky, and I think Notre Dame did a, a pretty good job in choosing Stucky. I think he's meshed really well with the Notre Dame staff. Um, but yeah, that was a long, uh, long best thing we saw this week. I think we're ready to move on. Uh, Tim, the big news that came out on Wednesday morning, Tyler Buckner, um, and I'll, I'll pull up a picture of this if I can in just a moment for YouTube audience, um, out before the spring game, I believe blue and gold, we have a picture of this. Um, yeah, just, just your reaction to hearing that news this morning. What was your first takeaway? Tyler Buckner, um, minor, minor ankle injury. It's not expected to be anything serious, but thoughts on uh, him, him being out. Uh, ice it and get ready for Columbus, Ohio. That was my first take. Uh, you know, I mean, nothing's been stated and said or what, whatnot, but I mean, I'm, I'm expecting him to be the starting quarterback this year. So he gets hurt falling down this or walking down the stairs, sprains his ankle. Hey, get it out of the way, right? Get it out of the way, pack it in ice and let's get ready. So no, it's, it's unfortunate, you know, cause you know, he's had a, it sounds like a, a heck of a spring. I think the anticipation of him and, and you need his, I mean, what's his most important or most, you know, his assets or his feet, his legs, right? So, you know, if you're going to get injured, get it, get it now. But it's an ankle injury. Tape it up. Get ready to rock and roll. I know Coach Freeman said today if they're playing this week, he would play. Whether that's Coach Speak, who knows. But, yeah, it's un- it's unfortunate just because you want to see him run around. Not that you were going to see the offensive playbook come out Saturday on Peacock Television. But uh, just to watch him run around and have some fun and and start to get excited for what's going to happen here that first uh, weekend in September. You got your Peacock subscription yet, Tim? Oh, I'm ready to go. I'm ready. You know what? You know, not, not to be a commercial for them, but hey, you know, for the Notre Dame people, you got to watch the Joe Montana documentary. Outstanding. So if you if you got Peacock out there, watch the Joe Montana. Just for the Notre Dame, the first episode, Notre Dame film is priceless. Sure it goes thing. on. I would talk about why I like Peacock, but I don't want to be a commercial for them either. And Tim will make fun of me. Um, so we'll move along. There's some it, good stuff on there. There is some good stuff on there. I will say that. What kind of, you know, like Notre Dame fans are kind of like, man, the, the important, maybe not importance is the right word, maybe excitement about the spring game is kind of gone because Tyler Buckner was more or less the main attraction. Like everyone wanted to see what he's got. I think if you're a Notre Dame fan, you're thinking, I know what Drew Pine is. You know, like I'm not expecting to see anything crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited about Steve Angeli, of course. Maybe Steven Ron Paulus and, and, and sure. what he can offer. But I don't know. Is it is it unfair to not be as excited about this game now? I mean, I'm Notre Dame fans, if you're going to the game and now you're like, I don't know if I want to go to the game because of Buckner. Like, go and support your yeah. team. You're going to have a fun time, um, you know. Just, just go have a good time, you know, uh, help a great atmosphere to impress recruits. Like just, just go. 
Um, but still, like it, it's got to be a little less exciting with with Buckner not being there. True, but this is not like they're unveiling, you know, Jimmy Clausen, you know, in uh, 2007 and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's a little, it's a little different uh, feel, I would say. But at the same time, you are right because the anticipation of him being the guy stepping into his sophomore year, taking over the offense, and just to watch him run around, throw a few passes to a few guys, and uh, you know, they're like I said, they're not going to run quarterback isos and powers to show Ohio State what they're going to be doing. But just to see him out there, yes. It's a little, it's a little kick in the pants, so to speak. But uh, you know, Pine's going to play a lot, and then really in spring games, you, you know, hey, let's see what the freshman is in jelly. You know, what's it going to look like for down the road, and you start to get that type of anticipation. But um, yeah, it it, it it was a bummer when you saw the news when they're doing their draft and everything, and the news came out about Buckner. So that was a yeah, that was a bummer. That was a bummer. Just just moving forward. Do you have any conspiracies on this, Tim? Are you in the camp of <laughs> Well, why show Ohio State anything? Even though we have like a couple hundred snaps or how many snaps oh. Buckner played last year in film, are, 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 do you have any conspiracies here? I mean, yeah. when I hear tripping down the, the, the stairs or whatever it was, I'm like, mm, maybe, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm like mostly kidding yeah. here. But Ex- I don't know, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, don't take it serious. I actually posted that on the message board today, and everyone thought I was serious. I like, thought you were serious. I know you were. I was like, whoa. whoa you got to put it in your yeah. sarcasm font, Tim. You do love your conspiracies, so that's why. Hey, there's, I, there's, you know, but hey, not that this is happening, but still, right? He's an Ohio State alum. He's going into Columbus where he was a four-year player, team captain. Do you hide a little bit? Not that that's going to happen, obviously, but uh, yeah, it was a little interesting because you can uh, you can always fake that walking boot, right? You can always fake the limp that Buckner has. So you you never know, you never know. You don't want to show uh, Coach Knowles the DC too much, right? In a spring game. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mute. I think I have myself on mute there. I was making a joke. Uh, Naptown Cooler says uh, he believes the conspiracy, then I will as well. Sorry about that. I'll you never know. You never know. Yeah. So I, 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 the the rest of the quarterback situation, which we could pop on the uh, – let's do that. I'll, I'll bring up the rosters here so we can take a look at that um, full spring game roster. But um, with – Buckner being out and it's it looks like he just missed like this is recent like I think he just missed yeah. like the last practice we had 13 practices um and um it, it, the expectation is Drew Pine will play for both teams um let's see if I can uh, get this on the screen here um so there you have it he is on team blue and team gold uh and then you'll have Ron Paulus also on team blue and Steve Angeli on team gold so any thoughts on Pine, Paulus, and Jelly. Like I said, like I, I, I love Drew Pine, but how much more of a ceiling does he have at this point? I agree. I mean, he's been there. You know, I mean, we kind of know what we're going to get. You know, from him, at least. You know, from what we've seen in his two years, and obviously his, you know, you know his play that he did last year. But uh, it's a spring game, and you don't want to read too much into this because there's, you're. You know, we're going to see a lot more walk-on wide receivers than we are scholarship receivers on Saturday. So let's let's remember that, you know, and there's still some really good uh, football players going to be coming in the fall. Obviously a tight end, Merriweather at wide receiver, that's going to obviously be thrown into the fire on day one when fall camp stop starts for him at wide receiver. So, yeah, I mean, let's don't get too upset, too excited. You know, it's a spring game everyone's going to play. And if Buckner was there, he would have gotten a few snaps, probably played one half and then let the other guys go in the second half, I'm sure. So I know people are talking about the reps. Oh, he hasn't played a lot. I mean, seriously, 
He's got, I think the 13 practices and the scrimmages that have been under wraps there by coach Freeman have been way more vital than what's going to take place Saturday afternoon in South Bend. All right, Tim here, throwing you on the spot here. So here's team blue offensive line, Blake Fisher, Tosh Baker, Andrew Kostofik, Quinn Murphy, Brendan Wicks, Jarrett Patterson, Josh Lug. Obviously, Patterson won't actually play, I would assume. Zeke Correll. Yeah, they put injured guys on the roster, as I just noticed earlier. Okay. So, and then over on Team Gold, Zeke Correll, Joe Alt. Go, Joe Alt. Michael Carmody, Rocco Spindler, Caleb Johnson, Joey Tanona, Billy Strouth, Pat Coogan. Which... Offensive line, are you rolling with Tim? Who who would you rather coach or uh, you know and, and have out there? That's a, that's a, that's a good one, right? Because you got Alton Fisher, obviously, or you know, you know the two uh, the two alpha males there on that on that group. Zeke's you know heck of a center, you know, and then is it Rocco Kristofic? Is you know what's going to happen there? Hey, by the way, who's who's going to snap for Team Blue? Are they going to have to move Carmody over? Hasn't he been the backup center, so to speak? In Maybe Kristoffic can snap. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but but that's going to be one of my five things we talk about is that Kristoffic battle at guard. So how does that play out? Um, it's going to be interesting, it, you know, because obviously there are a few guys short here and there. So are they, are they going to have to rotate a few guys to get some reps? But uh, what I want to know, and I have not studied the rosters, by the way. I, I did not get up. I guess early enough to get a seat and watch the live show on a. I haven't even looked at this either, to be honest with you. (laughs) So I want to know who's blocking Foskey. Who is it? Is it Fisher or uh, Alt? Yeah, where's Foskey? Scroll down. Let's see the D line real quick. Yeah, well, the team blue. If Patterson's out, one, two, three, four, five, six, and then for gold, I'm guessing uh, Tanona's out. Shrouth is out. Yeah, the bottom three are all out. So Coogan's out as well. So then is Coogan Coogan's out? Well, he hasn't been practicing, right? Hasn't he been out with an injury? Shoot, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I mean, last reports, last, re- yeah, last reports, last reports there a week ago. I, I would probably go with Team Gold. Well, of course you were gonna go Team Gold. I mean, you got all, you know, you got all, but hey. Tosh Baker, Fisher, the bookend tackles there are a little bit better. I would take those two over Alton, Caleb Johnson. Yeah, and then you got Josh Lug. It's a good, it's a good group. You got, yeah, you know, I mean Baker probably start a lot of places. You got like four potentially starting off as so it's a, yeah, it's a good group. All right, we'll scroll down here. We're just you know what, go Mike, real, yeah. real quick, uh, Mike. Once again, we got to give a kudos to some coach uh, that's not a fan favorite, Mr. Jeff Quinn, right? Because there's been spring games in the past where Notre Dame did not have two units. I know there's a couple of walk-ons here and there, and some of these guys are out and injured, but there's some good-looking football players that have been recruited to Notre Dame. So just a quick little shout-out to uh, the past coach who went out there and got some players. Whatever Jeff Quinn is doing right now. Does anyone know? Can you drop in the comments? If Jeff Quinn's got a new job, I I, I literally don't know. Um, I would have assumed he, he went to LSU, but I don't. I think I've seen anything. All right, let's continue on here. Just kind of go through these real quick. Wide receivers, Team Blue. You got Lorenzo Styles, Dion Colsey, Jack Polian, nephew of uh, former Notre Dame Special Teams coordinator Brian Polian, uh, Chase Dixon. That's a new name for me. Matt Salerno, former walk-on, now scholarship receiver, and Avery Davis. Then over on Team Gold, Jaden Thomas, Connor Radigan, Griffin Eifert. Moses Rogers, those three I just mentioned there are all walk-ons. Of course, Jaden Thomas not being one. Brain Lindsey, Joe Wilkins, and Henry Cook. Um, any thoughts on the receivers, Tim? Like I said, there's going to be a lot of numbers out there that uh, are going to be brand new, and uh, you're probably not going to see in Columbus, Ohio. So, But it'll be fun to see some of those guys go. I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the – I know Salerno is on scholarship, but it's always that Salerno-Radigan since those are the two – you know, hot names and the walk-ons and see how they play out in a ball out there on Saturday. That'll be fun. Tight ends and fullbacks. What's fullback. a fullback? I have never. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> is uh, coach, coach Freeman's going a little uh, trestle ball, huh? Is he uh, bringing back the fullback? I, well, I think Davis Sherwood on team blue here. He's kind of a fullback H backish type role. Mm-hmm. So got Mitchell Evans, Davis Sherwood, Barrett Leibentritt, uh, Andrew Yanushak, Kane Barong, Brong's outs, um, Sherwood, Barrett, and, and Yanushak all walk on. Then on Team Gold, 
got Michael Mayer, Kevin Bauman, and then these next two walk-ons, Charlie Selna and Hakeem Sanfo. Um, first time I've heard uh, or, or mentioned Hakeem, I do believe I know um, Charlie Selna when he was a walk-on. So, uh, yeah, solid as always. I keep talking – Mitchell Evans, man, like – it's a really good football player, um, so someone to keep an eye on. We'll just kind of breeze through these real quick. Cornerbacks, um, this is a g- good group here on Team Blue, Clarence Lewis, Ryan Barnes, Chance Tucker, Jaden Simonson, and Tariq Bracey. Then over on Team Gold, Jaden Mickey, Philip Riley, Jaden Bellamy, and Cam Hart. So all all but one scholarship players, Jaden Simonson, um, who I don't even remember committing to Notre Dame as a walk-on, but I've seen him in a lot of videos and whatnot, so... Um, there's your group there. Safeties, Team Blue, Ramon Henderson, Justin Walters, Houston Griffith, Eddie Scheidler, and then over on Team Gold, Brandon Joseph, Xavier Watts, Marty Auer, DJ Brown, and Mike Graves. Um, I feel like this is kind of getting repetitive. So you'll just have to go to ND Football Twitter if you want to read the rest. There, there, there's several other positions. I just don't want to bore people to death here. But, um, yeah, so there, there's kind of a, a quick rundown of a, a few positions um, but, uh, yeah, so spring game, Tyler Buckner's out. Yeah, it sucks. It kind of loses that, um, big wonder appeal to it. Like, Ooh, like what, what's the quarterback going to do the rest of the team? I think you kind of got a good idea throughout spring reports and, you know, what we put on our blue gold YouTube videos of you know, who's looking good and, and whatnot. It's kind of Buckner is that big unknown because quarterbacks, one of those positions that if you're a very casual football fan, which I don't expect anyone listening to this podcast or watching this video because if you're spending an hour on this, you are not a casual football fan. But you guys can kind of follow where my train of thought here. Anyone can know, like, is a quarterback hitting his targets or is he not? Like, anyone can kind of figure out our passes being completed. So it's a good opportunity for people to see for themselves Tyler Buckner and, you know, get a, um, a new evaluation on him of sorts. And they're not going to get it. But I will say this before we move on, Tim. Whether because Steve Angeli's my boy, right? I love Steve Angeli. If he looks really good in that spring game, you know what I'm gonna say? I told you so, people. I told you so. And you know what I'm gonna say if he stinks? It's just a spring game. <laughs> I'm totally gonna have my cake and eat it too. So uh, just a fair, but no, it's seriously in all in, in all seriousness, it is just a spring game. Um, so you don't wanna overhype anyone because of a spring game and you also don't want to count anyone out because of one so just a quick well, note this, there yeah and the spring game is is really for this one for this year it feels like it's number one the a billion alums are going to be on campus it sounds like and number two recruits that's what this is about the rest of you guys go out there have some fun they'll probably have a nice barbecue afterwards and uh, have some good time with the parents that are going to be in town and all that. It, it's a get together. It's an, it's an end of the grind that these guys have been going on for the last six weeks. And then you give each other high fives. You close out the semester in your classwork, summertime workouts, and get ready to go to probably one of the biggest games in uh, college football in 2022 in game one. Folks, make sure you hit the thumbs up. If you're with us live on YouTube, watching back uh, podcast. Appreciate you guys as well. Drop super chats. At any point, and you can hear that DJ Airhorn. Let's just give the people a tease. It's big time stuff, guys. Drop super chat, and we'll get to a question right away. But until then, five most important, most intriguing things, Tim Hyde, that you are keeping an eye on, looking for. However, you want to give me five things about this spring game that's important to you, Tim. Like, what are you going to be looking for as a coach? Well, the first thing is, I you know, is is the young DBs. That's, I think, the biggie, you know, because, you know, obviously everyone knows who Cam Hart is. You know, Lewis has played a ton. Bracey's in his last year. So you're going to be losing two out of those three, thinking for, you know, 2023. So where is the development of these young guys, the Barnes, the Riley, the Tucker? Tucker. And then obviously Mickey has had a lot of buzz. His teammates have talked to the older guys have talked about him. And then obviously Coach Freeman has as well. So, uh, those young guys, I'm, I'm, I'm just a biggie because there's there's not a lot of depth. So who is going to be that next man in if if Lewis is out a game, if Hart needs something? It's it's going to be in that core. So, you know, you know who's going to look what on Saturday? That's just been a big thing for me this spring is those young DBs. All right. What's number two, Tim? 
Number two is we're going to the offensive line. And that was the little reporting we heard, you know, from the last big viewing was Rocco at left at left guard. So how do they, how does him and Christophic look? That was just something I was thinking about moving forward. Is there is it gonna be a, a big difference in this spring game? Do they already know after the 14 practices? of who uh, coach he stand wants. So that's going to, that's just one of those little intriguing battles. Cause there's really not a lot of battles taking place. It kind of seems like, you know, you know, the starters, we kind of know who they are. So, but that's one position we really don't know. And then um, the next one for me is, is the, is the hyped up transfer. What does Brandon Joseph look like for our first time seeing him running around in uh, Notre Dame stadium? I'm really excited to see him, you know, nothing matters until it counts in a game one, obviously, which by the way, happens to probably be his best game he ever played was when in that, uh, big, you know, big 10 championship game, but really interested to see what Brandon Joseph does. Cause I, you know, I was a little ho-ho, you know, a little, you know, whatever on him when he transferred in. Cause I thought he was very average in 2021 on the film I saw. So excited. His reports have been awesome. Really excited to see what he has to, you know, just look like there on Saturday. And then, uh, number four, the biggie, Go ahead. What's that? Uh, we're on number four, I think. Your yeah, time. it's just, you know, it, you know, I'm, I'm not talking quarterbacks because we could talk about them. It's just the wide receiver depth. What do we see from Thomas, who's been slowly mentioned? He was mentioned a lot during the Fiesta Bowl practices. And, and the biggie, I think we know what Styles is, is Colsey. You know, what's he going to look like on Saturday? Is he a guy you're getting a thumbs up on and be like, he's going to be a dude moving forward. He's going to be some of those sophomore breakouts that Notre Dame has had over the last decade. And then for me, the last is, uh, is coach Freeman, coach Freeman's position that he personally recruited personally went out and got these guys. And that's those uh, four freshman linebackers that are all on campus. Now just to see those four guys run around and uh, get excited for really probably, probably 2023. But is there one of them that can make a move in a two deep where, you know, I know Tuli Alamaka has been mentioned a ton. I'm really excited to see him. Yeah. All right. I'm just going to go straight in my mind through positions. And I'm just going to spitball here. And you guys are going to enter the mind of Mike Singer and see how scary it is. I'm just going to go position by position and tell you guys quickly. I haven't prepared any of this, but I'm just going to tell you guys what I'm, what I'm kind of hoping to see. Um, some some thoughts and notes. Quarterback Steve Angeli, how does he look? I'm I'm super intrigued to see. I mean, I saw him a ton when he was in high school, junior, senior year, five times maybe. Um, camps, games, practice, all that stuff. Really intrigued to see what he looks like. Um, running back, I hear really good things about Jadarian Price, the true freshman early and early running back. So really, I think he might put on a show for some Notre Dame fans. Like, I don't think they're going to run – Chris Tyree a ton like I, I Logan you know I, I think they're gonna give some of these young guys a, a shot so keep an eye on Jadarian Price at receiver Jaden Thomas is one of those guys that if he is like a dude then that's a huge boost right you feel like you kind of know I know Braden Lindsay I know Joe Wilkins I have an idea of what Deion Colsey is and Lorenzo Styles we know not much about Jaden Thomas I got to see him a few times when he was in high school a little twitchy, um, struggle with drops here and there, good-sized kid, but just like a really good athlete overall, but I, will not, I was not 100% sold if he's a receiver. I thought he could be a pretty good safety. So really interested to see um, what he's got. Mentioned Mitchell Evans. Does he take a next step in his game from, like, yeah, made had a nice solid showing as a freshman, but does he go to like a, a, a weapon um, as a sophomore, so interested to see if there's a new development in his game. Offensive line, I mean, the Joe Alt show, you know, that's, that's really all that is. Um, no real thoughts on defensive line, linebackers, Jalen Sneed. Like, how does the true freshman five-star look? Um, haven't heard much about him um, in, in reports adjusting yeah, to uh, the it's game. Quiet. Yeah, that yeah. definitely has been quiet on him. Yeah, um, which is not an indictment. It's just there's, no, just, there's just nothing out there. Uh, and then in the defensive backfield, um, nothing, nothing really strikes my fancy that that Tim hasn't already said. Um, I'm I'm a Jaden Bellamy guy, so I'm I'm interested to maybe see him a little bit and um, see how he looks compared to some of those bigger Notre Dame receivers. That's kind of going through. Um, and then we're gonna spend about 20 minutes talking about the kickers and punters and long snappers. 
<laughs> Just kidding. But kickers, punters, and long snappers are people as well. So, all right, Tim, we are 34 minutes in. Make sure you guys hit thumbs up, super chat, all that good stuff. Uh, we're going to move into recruiting talk, unless there's anything else in the spring game. Uh, anything Notre Dame football you want to discuss before we got into recruiting? No, no. Let's talk about the future, which you know we'll learn a lot about on Saturday. But yeah, let's talk about the 2023 class is going to be a blast. Yeah. So yeah, we'll 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 get into the spring game, um, some key visitors in a moment. But first, Sam Pendleton, four-star offensive lineman, will pop up his industry comparison page. Um, I mean, 24-7 on three of them as a three-star. ESPN needs to get their act together and rank them. Rivals the most high on him as a four-star in the number 239 player nationally. See that on three consensus, which utilizes all four major recruiting media companies and weighs equally. Has him as a four-star player, number 353 player in America, number 23 interior offensive lineman. So we'll pop on his tape here, Tim. I mean, he's committing April 25th, I believe it is. Yeah. Schools believed to be in the mix. Notre Dame, Clemson, NC State, and Michigan, I believe, is the final four. Um, thoughts on this young man? What, what, you know, just it, Notre Dame's considered the favorite to land him. What would you think if the Irish were able to pull it off? They're, they're getting a nasty football player. That's some of the, the first things you notice on this film is his finish – is violent. He's he's a violent kid. He's a good-looking offensive lineman. You want to coach and develop. And um, and in reading about him, how this you know you'll talk about this, I'm sure here in a second is how this recruiting took place because he's a late offer, and I you know and a, a lot of schools have offered him late, which is which I kind of like. It's, it's like old school recruiting. You know, you really don't offer a guy or get into a guy until his junior year is completed, which is a rarity in uh you know in the way recruiting is now but that's what sam pendleton is he got hot no one really heard of him until his junior year and he's out there pancaking the living heck out of everyone and um it's awesome because his his offers are big big time offers and obviously michigan thinks they have him i know he went to florida recently you know i was reading some reports where the clemson board they thought they had him three months ago he was going to commit to clemson and then Harry Heastan calls him and all of a sudden he's got a, he's got an offer and he's like, this is the one I've been waiting on. And that's pretty exciting. You know, when, when you hear a young man talk about how important Notre Dame is. So he would be a heck of a first one under coach Heastan and coach Freeman's first offensive lineman to get. Yeah. I'm, I'm scrolling through his Twitter and the first offer I can see was Duke early in his junior season, in September. Oh. And then it didn't really blow up until, you know, January-ish. Uh, yeah. Clemson w- w- was definitely a big one. That top four, by the way, Clemson's not even in there. It's interesting. Oh, okay. uh, Florida, Notre Dame, Michigan, NC State. I had been here in Michigan or NC State were kind of the biggest competitors to Notre Dame, but I put in a prediction a few days ago um, that it'll be Notre Dame. What happens on Monday, you never know. Um, but um, It'd be awesome. I'll, I'll show you something, Tim. I mean, just – so How not Clemson because Clemson, yeah. I you know not to cut you off real quick, but I know they were like, yeah, I, mean, I don't know, old, I don't old board on on three thought he was committing to them yeah. two months ago. Don't don't so. know what ended up happening there, but what do you think about this picture? Sorry for podcast audience, but well, <laughs> Sam Pendleton there and uh, and Tim Hyde's hero, yeah, Coach Eastam, one of the one of the great ones right there, coaching teaching guys how to be angry and mean up front, nothing better. But uh, I'll tell you what, I know I know Twitter's had fun with this picture a ton. You know, everyone's talking about five guys in the background there and how they're going in there having a couple cheeseburgers, I'm sure, together. But uh, you know what, Mike? I mean, you've talked about it. I know people have talked about it on the message board as well. Like, I mean, these guys look like two peas in a pod, loving life right here. And uh, Pendleton's like, I want to get coached by this guy. You know, I want this guy to yell at me and make me better. So hopefully he pulls that green hat out there when he commits here in a few days, which would be, which would be huge because it's such a late offer. And it shows the power of Notre Dame if he does come to Notre Dame, where sure. Freeman and these guys have just been on him. It's like, hey, I know it's a late offer, but this staff is getting together late. He stand went in there. You know, he's only thrown a couple offers out himself. You know, what Page and what uh, Elijah Pendleton. Page out of Arizona, and I think Pendleton. Yeah, I don't know if there's any others. Everyone else has kind of been in the fold for a while that he's been recruiting. So it's pretty. Um, 
is pretty, you know, he's, he's a good football player. I, I, I like his story. I like his background, how he is a late guy, which shows he's got a lot of potential down the road. I feel. Yeah. I mean, from, um, I'm guessing this is a silent P Faftown, maybe, I, I don't know, North Carolina. So North Carolina, never, well, never heard of it from Mac Brown, from Mac Brown in his home state, yeah. you know, who's one of the best recruiters in the history of college football. Mac Brown's legendary recruiting UNC before that, when he was at Oklahoma with Barry Switzer, he is one of the great recruiters. So you're going, you know, he's not even in their, in their finals. So they're pulling him away, which is awesome. All right. So we're recording this Wednesday evening. It's sometime on Thursday. Hopefully in the morning, I will have a um, full visitor preview article for who is coming in for the blue gold game. You can find a blue and gold.com $1 for one year of premium access just that article is worth the admission alone, but then you get to read all of our stuff for a year and get access to our blue and gold premium message board and get involved with that awesome community of fighting Irish fans. Passionate is the word I would describe them. Maybe not sane all the times, but passionate, yes, and always <laughs> love a good debate. So if you like always. talking Notre Dame football, head over to the loose emoji message board, which, uh, by the way, Tim's uh, Easter um, was uh, – Happened to be on Easter this year. One year anniversary of Loose Emojis passing. Todd Burledge, one of our contributing writers who's been with us at Blue and Gold for 15 years, I believe. Worked with Lou uh, for a long, long time. Um, wrote a, a fantastic article. You can find it at blueandgold.com. Just kind of a, a column remembering Lou and the one year anniversary of his tragic passing. Um, Tim, you emailed... Lou around I think it was January of 2021 you emailed Lou you wrote about 500 words and included a few pictures of you coaching you explained your background and and, yeah. and coaching and uh your your service for this country and how you grew up following Notre Dame and Lou sent that email to me and then uh and then we hired you to do YouTube yeah. stuff for us so um just how how long have you been reading Lou and uh, just any, any thoughts here? Well, I actually wore the you know black tie tonight, actually in honor of Lou, because I know it's been one year. But uh, I, I mean, I I mentioned this to you and some videos that we've you know done is like I grew up with Lou. I grew up with Lou Tim Priester. Those two guys taught me Notre Dame football. My grandfather was a huge Notre Dame guy, and then Lou and Tim with Blue and Gold just taught me Notre Dame. I can't. I've got a billion Blue and Golds. Grew up reading those and um, used to always go to the back when Lou would write his fifth quarter and whatnot. And uh, he's, he's, he's the best. He, he was a great writer because it always made you think. It always made you like, okay, I see what you're saying. And he was never a, you know, pom-pom guy, not whatsoever. He was like, no, this is where Notre Dame's at. This is where Notre Dame needs to go. This is where the history is and on and on and on. He is a, uh, He's the best. When I, I kid you not, hey, when, when he replied back, I told my wife, I was like, I just got an email from Lou Samoji. She was like <laughs> laughing at me. I was like, seriously? It's like, I've been reading this guy since I was a little kid. So it was, uh, it was awesome. And, uh, you know, he, he, you know, he's the best. There's great videos of him. You could go back and watch so many and just hearing him talk Notre Dame football is priceless. He's the best. Damn. Yeah. It's just gone too soon. I, I, as you're talking, I just have so many thoughts pop sure. into my head. I mean, one, the dude was so healthy, passed yeah. away after you know a heart attack after he was playing tennis. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm overweight. And I'm like, crap. Like, <laughs> why him? Is this? It just drives me uh, crazy every time. Like, why Lou? Like, why the 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 one of the most kind-hearted, fair, gentle people you'll ever interact with i remember the i worked with lou for three years the one no two two years the one time he got upset i mean i mean the dude was always calm cool and collected one time he got upset was um i won't dive into it but it was a topic about journalistic integrity that really i mean integrity was so important to him and it was always about being fair, not catering to the good or the bad or whatever the mob think might be at that time. Just, yeah. just the best. Um, and uh, man, just always loved reading his stuff. Like man, just um, we miss you, Lou. Um, hope you're uh, you're 
telling um, Rockney up there some of, of Rockney's stories that he might not remember. Um, <laughs> yeah, without a doubt, exactly. He's probably telling Leahy and Rockney, "No, you got it backwards. This is really what exactly." Happened. Yeah. No, you know what? And in, in, in what you just said there, I mean, he was honest. He got to the point. He was a reporter, and that's what he did. And one of my favorite Lou moments is is on YouTube after the debacle against Northwestern in 2014. Why in the world Brian Kelly ever went for two? We won't, you know, we don't want to talk too much Brian Kelly because the LSU people get upset. But uh, he goes for two. It's like, wait, 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 what in the heck are you doing? Kick, kick the field goal, and you win the game. Or excuse me, the PAT. And and Lou has a great breakdown on Blue and Gold's archives. You guys could go watch. And uh, I actually wa- watched it recently. I was thinking of Lou and some of his things. And I went back and listened to it, and it was. He was just breaking it down. Just say, hey, this is what happened. Here we are. So he's the best. He really is. Your videos you guys did before he suddenly passed were, were great. You guys do an offensive line one for 35 minutes and just listening to him talk about the history of O-line at Notre Dame was is awesome. I, 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 I had so much fun. Lou, I mean, Lou was yeah. to a fault. Like this was a one negative thing you can say about the guy was that he was like, anti-ego like it was like oh i don't want to do that like you you know like just in the sense of like i don't who cares what i think kind of thing it's like no lou like you are the superstar like we turned that irish huddle podcast into let's have lou be the focal point would literally just i would just tee up lou and let lou he was the most interesting guy i mean ask him anything and he would give you such an insightful answer. It's just he is just the best. I I had so much fun. I mean, re- getting his reaction to any news with his perspective just unmatched. Um, yeah. Tim, well, no, I mean, Tim Priester would have some say about that, but you know, uh, other than Tim, unmatched. Sure. Um, absolute yeah, I mean, legends. I mean, um, when, when it comes to running football, obviously Tim and Lou did blue and gold and they got them on the map and then, you know, lose up there. You know, if you just want to listen to college football history, you listen to lose emoji. And then obviously before him, it was, you know, the Notre Dame historian, Bino cook. I mean, those were great ones that I grew up on listening to and hearing them talk all the time. And obviously Ivan Mazel, who works with on three now is yep. used to have great stories with Bino all the time about Notre Dame. So you can learn a lot from those guys. Mount Rushmore of, of Notre Dame football coverage. I think you got to put Tim and Lou right there. Oh, without um, a doubt. You know, Bino, I got my before my time. Sure. Bino's, Bino's, um, you can consider him. I think you throw Pete Sampson up there. I think Pete. Yeah. Right I mean, for the modern, the modern time, yeah. you know, as he's moving forward and whatnot. I mean, obviously good. Mike Singer, I'm kidding. When uh, it comes to recruiting. No. So, all right. No, we're, all right. We're moving on. Speaking of recruiting, um, we're going we're gonna to discuss some blue gold game visitors. Fancy little graphic here on the screen. Um, so here are eight names to know. You got a couple five stars. Keon Keeley's committed to Notre Dame. What a huge visit um, that is. Let me move this over Tim's face here. Um, Caleb Downs, five star safety, who's pictured there for YouTube audience. You can see. Then look at these four star players. Couple of huge 2023 targets Jaden Greathouse um, and Rodney Gallagher. Running back target, Jade Lamar. Four-star offensive tackle, Monroe Freeling. Um, it, there's a couple more offensive linemen who are visiting. We just couldn't fit them on this graphic. Uh, you got four-star 2024 safety, Marquise Galagos, um, who I've not mentioned here. Jade Lamar, four-star running back. So it's a huge recruiting weekend. Of this eight, Tim, anyone really stand out to me? And I'm going to look at my phone now because Caleb Downs actually just texted me. So, uh, yeah, any, any thoughts on this group? Well, I mean, I've told you, told you off air. I mean, Caleb, I mean, Caleb Downs is, you know, is he a pipe dream? Is he a long shot? Is he going to the moon? He's, he's, he's the best football player on that list. You know, I know Keon Keeley's ranked highest. Really? Oh my God. Caleb Downs to me is, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He walks on the field. He's playing somewhere. He's, he's that, he's that good. In my opinion, when I watch him, but for me, all these guys. I mean, wide receiver is such a big need. It's like, does anyone not see the depth chart? If you're a four or five star wide receiver, 
and you don't mind doing a little classroom work and you want to get work, you know, challenged in life, you know, you know, can they get a great house? Can they get two kids out of Austin, Texas, down the road from Coach Sark in Texas? Can that happen? Gallagher is an outstanding football player that's trying to pull away from Penn State. And then I, I mentioned a week ago in our on uh, on on three in our cover three weekly thing about who we talked recruit last week is Monroe Freeling, I think, is the most important offensive lineman because of his position being the most prototypical left tackle in this class, a guy that could step in for Joe Alt in two years. And um, I think that would be huge. So, I mean, there's some dudes on here. Keeley is, you know, you'll probably talk about him here in five seconds is you got to keep them right. You got to keep them away from the Buckeyes, keep them away from the tide, keep them away from the Gators. How big of a weekend is this for Keon Keeley? Huge, huge. Yeah. And um, I don't, th- I don't know if I mentioned Peyton Bowen. That's another one. Like he's, you know, visiting, you know, the likes of, um, you know, the I'll move over here, uh, you know, visiting the likes of Oklahoma and Ole Miss since, you know, he, he committed to Notre Dame. Um, so, yeah, huge to get him back on campus. Um, well, an offensive line you mentioned, Mike, right? Isn't uh, Sullivan Absher? Sullivan Absher. Basically, he's going to flip a coin, right? Notre Dame Clemson, it sounds like. And then yep. Serafell out of Ohio, is it going to be the Buckeyes or the Irish? I mean, you got some guys that are coming this weekend that are, that are down spring games are pretty much done over across the country after this weekend. Coaches are hitting the road on Monday, going to start going out to the, you know, you know, April, May evaluation period. So you got a handful of guys that are about ready to commit Jalen Lamar. You know, they just got the young man last week at running back. So does Lamar see that start to fill up? Does he commit? Is he like, this is my final spot. I'm ready to go. This is my last visit. So, there's a, you know, Gallagher, I think's far away, right? This is going to be his first visit to Notre Dame. So same with Great House, but they're getting these guys on campus, which is huge. And then following up, getting them for an official in June is going to be just massive. Yep. So again, that's just eight of the players there. Um, you can find the full list of blueandgold.com um, pinned at the loose emoji board. And I will have, um, like I said, a preview article on Thursday. And then on Friday, I'm kind of going to do like a, five storylines, like five things to watch for this recruiting weekend. And then uh, plenty of interviews that I'll do with the, the visitors um, and, and post those updates at blueandgold.com. And, and then the Monday morning gold standard, the article you can't miss, all of the scoop from my conversations with these players and talking to sources on the Notre Dame side of things, really um, something you don't want to miss, dollar for one year premium access. All right, we're going to get into a couple of questions before we close out the show. Make sure you guys... If you want to guarantee we answer your question, drop a super chat real quick and we'll make sure um, we answer it. A couple of Braylon James questions, Tim. Um, Delmar says, what do you think about Braylon trolling LSU last night with the hat? I have to admit, um, my heart kind of sank a little bit because I was just about to press publish on three stories I had written for this commitment, including one where Braylon let me interview him for about 20 minutes talking about his Notre Dame commitment. And I was like, really? You're throwing on an LSU hat? Um, and then, uh, he did the troll job. It was a respectful troll job though, Tim. He did thank LSU and that's a school. I believe he visited in March and, mm-hmm. um, a respectful troll job, maybe a little jab at Notre Dame's old coach. Um, but, uh, yeah, what, what, what'd you make of it? Yeah, I'm watching, I'm watching it actually on my phone on the CBS sports app and, uh, and when I was like, what? <laughs> like, is this like Lorenzo Booker, you know, 2.0 and had flashbacks to when, you know, Manti Teo committed on national television, you know, and he had the SC or Notre Dame hat and he busts out the ND hat. But uh, yeah, when you start playing around with those hats, you just never know what goes on. Right. And then the parents have stuff underneath what shirt that is. You never know. That goes back to just real quick, the, the famous uh, all American bowl where the, the mom wanted her son to go to, what was it? I think it was Collins, who was All-American safety. Mom wanted him to go to LSU, and the kid picked Alabama, and the mom just lost it on national TV. But uh, you never know. I thought that was I thought that was a that was a cute little thirty seconds there. That was funny. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's funny because like if he um did that, where it was the opposite, where he pulled out the Notre Dame hat and said no thanks and picked LSU. Uh, Notre Dame fans would not be having a cheerful yeah. laugh. Over that would have been a shock. It would have been Braylon James is the worst kid ever. Um, so um, 
Yeah, just let's all just calm down and just have some fun. <laughs> all right. Uh, and then another Braylon James question. David Solomon says that uh, you know he's hearing that or he's read that uh, Braylon James possibility to reclassify to the 2022 class. What do you think about the chance of this happening? Still kind of up in the air. Um, if, if James personally, this is just me. I still think James is kind of a he's raw as a football player. I think he could benefit from another year of high school. Like I don't know if like he would be able to break in like just coming in as a true freshman in the summer. I don't I don't know if he's polished enough to like make an impact. So I personally think you know he he could be served well for another year in high school. Then you look at from the Notre Dame side of things, a lot can happen from now into December. Might as well get him when you can, right? And then yeah. I mean, what what what's the saying with recruiting? You know, you 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 redshirt a guy just for the next coaching staff to come in and use them. Yeah. So it's kind of the deal of life. Blame. Just get them, yeah. Just get them when you can. So, um, the chances of it happening, like we'll see. Um, That's right interesting. Now, I, yeah, right now I think it'll probably be no, but it's still up in the air. Um, but yeah, what do you think on it, Tim? Yeah, that I mean, that's interesting because that would be something. What one thousand percent new at Notre Dame taking a a kid who just finished high school in three years to reclassify? Obviously, Styles is uh, you know Sonny Styles did it to go to Ohio State. There's been a handful of these guys that are doing it. The wide receiver just did it this week. Who's got JT go to Daniels did it? USC, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, no, I did he? I thought he played. Maybe there's another one, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong because um, Bryce Young replaced him. But I'm yeah, I'm curious I think about it's JT. It James. could be. No, Anyways. it could be. But the wide receiver just did it, correct? Casper, who is Kyle that Casper going to Oregon? Yep. Yeah. So there's been a handful of these guys that have done that. But if he's number one, he's a high academic kid. So I don't think academics are an issue. I bet he's got plenty of classes, especially if he has a Stanford offer and it, you know, more than likely an acceptance into Stanford. So if he could reclassify and Notre Dame gets him on campus in June, yes, take him because you need bodies. And uh, might as well rep them, get them ready for 2023 a year ahead of time. That would be that would be a huge step for Notre Dame moving forward is what it would be. Sure. Yeah. Between that, um, the Jabran Payne thing signed with Indiana yes. and then getting him like that's yes. underclassmen taking Brandon. Did Brandon Joseph have his degree? Not yet. No. He's no. So there, I mean, it's a lot of yes. things here under Marcus Freeman. I think this is my read on some of this stuff. It's not that Notre Dame can't do it. Like we've seen Notre Dame basketball mm-hmm. take under class. It's just really difficult. So that's why we didn't see Brian Kelly yeah. regime do a lot of these tricky things uh, at Notre Dame. But I just think Marcus Freeman, like his group, they want to win a national championship yeah. so bad. They're doing whatever they can um, within the rules um, to, uh, to, to, to make it happen. Well, that's a great point. Notre Dame can do that. I mean, they brought Amir Carlisle in after one year. So, you know, they have Notre Dame, you know, people act like they don't do anything. They have done things. It's who's in charge, correct? Yeah. Who's the head coach? Who's pushing the buttons? Who's pushing these things? Who's going to admin? Who's going to admissions? Who's doing these things? And I think Marcus Freeman, just as you said, is, hey, you know, let's change a few things. And if kids are ready and things are here, I mean, look at all the early enrollees they took this year. Early enrollees have been around Notre Dame since, you know, Weiss started bringing them in. But, I mean, what was it? Half the class came in early this year. So, that's that's huge. That's huge that Notre Dame is doing more. And all more all and of more your points. Yeah, but Kelly, Kelly was taking huge early enrollee classes. Yes. I think one year no, he was. But this was a big one this year. Yeah, it's about, it's about on par. Was it okay? About 10 or 12, it seemed like. Yeah. It just seemed like a big chunk. Yeah. I think the 2021 class, it was like 13 of the 27. Yeah, I think that might have been the record. Yeah, this past class was a little smaller. But regardless, yeah, we're we're on the same wavelength there. Um, So, all right, cool. I think think we're good to wrap this up. Uh, Appreciate you guys. If you're just now joining us, just just refresh the video. Just just watch us back from the beginning. Um, Yeah, we we do this show every Wednesday, so you can catch us back next Wednesday. Ashton Pollard's voice is improving, so we're really excited to get her back on the show here soon. So, blue gold game coverage, the actual game, recruiting, all of blueandgold.com, $1 for one year of premium access. We appreciate you guys, and you have a great rest of your day.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.